First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI, the movie. And today I have a very special guest, Emily Cairns. Hello, Emily. Hello. Thanks for having me. You headlined for me recently at the Comedy Cat. You do uh, comedy, musical comedy. You're um, doing a, a show with Callum McKenzie up at Edinburgh this year, which is exciting. I am, yeah. It's going to be super exciting. First time I'm going to the Fringe as a stand-up. So, What did you go as before? A, 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 an observer? Uh, no, I've been a few times as an actor and in other things okay. that other people have created. But first time going where I'm actually doing something that I've created and being a stand-up so I've never been to the Edinburgh Fringe but I wouldn't have been born if I hadn't been for the Edinburgh Fringe why is that my dad uh, was part of the film society at Oxford and they went up every year to sort of show their really rubbish short movies uh, but they were next door to um, this theatre that was booked out every night because it was the first time that Tom Stoppard had put on Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead so they normally lost money all the time but this one time when they went up they made money because people couldn't get in to see Stoppard and then they thought they would go next door uh, to watch the the movies because they had nothing better to do they made money for the first time ever and so they decided to blow that money on a party and it was at that party that my mum and dad met oh that's a lovely story I love that this is not a a, a fringe podcast this is a, a movie podcast so what sort of movies do you like or hate so we can see if the prompts are going to be good for you this evening a lot of the movies I hate are adaptation of movie musicals okay <laughs> I like quite dark films I, I think a, a psychological thriller a lot of the time i'm a big fan of anything by david fincher huge fan of i'm in the right mindset for it okay so if a girl is gone you're there for it yes what about doing that would you ever do like a a fincher musical like a zodiac the musical that's a really cool idea yeah it's the summer of sam it's the summer of sam he's gonna kill you dead and bury you (laughs) i'd love a seven the musical that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> and every death could be like a different Well, exactly. You've got style. seven numbers right there, haven't you? You know, you've got uh, pride <laughs> and sloth and envy and sneezy and dock and bashful, all of, all of the sins. <laughs> so is there a, a film that you uh, would recommend that people see that, that not enough people have seen? It's a film that I've seen loads of times. It's actually become quite cult. Uh, recently, which is quite annoying because it used to be that nobody heard it. It's uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. I like that mm. from the off. Yes, because obviously everybody like all the a lot of the other Edgar Wright films, but I think that's quite an undiscovered gem. That one. Yeah, it's not part of the Cornetto trilogy, and it's you know very sort of comic book, but it's had mm. a huge legacy and it's very sort of stylish. And the music in that is amazing. Like I still will actually watch Alison's Breeze performance of a Friend of a Friend mm-hmm. over the original that it's a cover yeah. of because she, it's just brilliant. Give me mm. your love all the world. Completely agree. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> a very good recommendation. Okay, well, you may be disappointed knowing that you're a, a, a comedian who had some musical talent. I did actually set up that you were going to be doing a musical as the film genre today. <laughs> Well, I love, I do love musicals. I just often find that the adaptation in films very hit the mark. Uh, but actual musicals, I know that your film, like your film knowledge, is very vast. What's your musical knowledge like? Not amazing. I mean, 
I know what Into the Woods is and uh, Avenue Q and various mm-hmm. sorts of other things. I'm, I'm more of a film rather than a theatre person. Cool. Well, there might be some uh, musical theatre references that fly over your head. <laughs> I know Defying Gravity from Wicked. I mean, you know, I'm not in- entirely mm-hmm. unaware of, uh, of the, the musical, <laughs> but I'm not as well versed into it I, i've never watched spring awakening for example yeah so the location is going to be an airport terminal mm-hmm. the action sequence calling it an action sequence maybe mm-hmm. it's a bit of a stretch but if you think of like maybe films that you like a little bit so like Who Done It? so if you think of poirot or like the glass onion it's the reveal of the killer scene yeah the profession is going to be an underwear model okay. and the object that has to have some significance in the plot is a telescope. Mm-hmm. You seem thrilled by those prompts. <laughs> so I'm just listening intently. But we're going to go for the first section, which is the... Dun, 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 dun. Set up. Set up. So... We have Logan, the American swimwear model. Okay. And he's flying off uh, to do a a big job, a big modeling job that's going to be a make or break for his career. But he's already gained quite a following. Do we have a statement of intent song at the beginning? I'm going to pull it off this job, not my pants, although my job is pulling off my pants. I was thinking, he's on his way to catch the flight. He's come over to England to do a job. So we are in Leeds Bradford Airport. Lovely. And all of the people in Leeds Bradford Airport have heard that Logan, the very famous swimwear model, is coming Mm -hmm. today. So we have an opening number of them all sharing all the rumours about Logan, the swimwear model. Very, um, have you heard there's a rumour in St. Petersburg from Anastasia, if you've ever seen uh if you've ever seen that the film. animated if you movie haven't, with the bat film. yes 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 so everybody's bustling around everybody's talking about the, the celebrity gossip i heard it's not real i heard it's a cucumber i heard it got his muscle <laughs> from chopping up some lumber that sort of thing exactly fantastic they're very bored in their everyday life um they don't really enjoy working at the airport but today a big celebrity is coming so all of their woes have gone because what's really important is somebody off the telly is coming in i'm thinking of another thing they could do it's sort of like i've got a poster it's my prize his pants are so tight he's circumcised <laughs> nice. so yeah so it's everybody bustling around sharing rumors about logan right basically because he's coming in to uh, to do to take his flight so what would logan's fatal flaw be so logan's fatal flaw is he's incredibly rude to people and self-centered right he comes in and he's horrible to everybody um, we also in the opening song meet a reporter called rachel who's following him doing a story on him okay and he's just horrible really sexist really horrible to rachel um, so we realise that celebrity's gone to his head and he's making a lot of enemies. Exactly. But can't you see? It's all about me. Not she. Me. Who? Her. <laughs> Not her. Me. You see? We. Exactly. Right, yeah. You. My failed musical writing career will begin and end with this podcast, <laughs> as you can probably tell. <laughs> I I am so here for it. I absolutely love it. Uh, so that's fine. That's a good setup. So we've got Logan. He's in Lee's Bradford Airport, and he is 
basically there. Rachel is interviewing him. He's shown himself to be a self-centered cat. I think that's a great setup. Do you want to hear what the AI had? Absolutely. Audrey, an underwear model, has been traveling the globe for her latest campaign photo shoots. She arrives at an airport terminal where she casually talks about her dreams of stargazing and finding new constellations with a unique, mysteriously gifted telescope she received. So you were pretty good out of the gate. You got the underwear model and the airport out of the way and the musical. The AI has also done three out of the five. You've got underwear model, airport, and they've brought the telescope in. Neck and neck at the moment of uh, who's managed to get the prompts out of the way first, (laughs) which leads us right on to the next situation, which is the complication. Complication. He's rushing for his flight. I think this then becomes Logan's first big solo, big number. Right. And he, yeah, I, I'm thinking it's something called like "I'm Unstoppable." And he's Logan's singing about how amazing he is and about how he's going to reach the top, and he doesn't care about who he pisses off in the process. I'm unstoppable. My cam frames are unfloppable. I once rode on a mechanical bull. I'm unstoppable. Fantastic, yes. Then, um, so, but during the course of this song, he's still continuing to be rude to people. He's particularly awful to Trevor, who works at the gift shop. Right. He's just being so awful to all of these people. Um, He goes and he's like stealing all of the stuff uh, from the gift shop. Does Trevor have like a, a little plaintive ballad where it's like, I'm here. Selling globes, but I never go nowhere. <laughs> I wish I could, but all I can Absolutely. do is stare at people going here and there. But I am stuck, and nothing really exciting happens to me. Who can it be? Is it Logan? Oh, you fat oi. Oh, Logan. <laughs> and definitely Logan then interrupts and he's like, Excuse me, Trevor, this is my number. Yeah. And then continue, and then continues, and takes the spotlight away from Trevor. Um, we get to the climax of the song. Logan goes for his big note, the big money shot. Just as he reaches the big money shot, a hooded figure comes out of the shadows and hits Logan across the head with a souvenir telescope <sighs> from the gift shop. Tick. And Logan falls down dead. Gosh. And Logan as Logan is no more. I thought we were setting Logan up as the as the person who had a flaw. Musicals, anything can happen. So it could be from the perspective of Logan's ghost who appears throughout this. I'm just sort of thinking that if we do have someone that has to learn a lesson throughout the course of this, unless something like this is going to happen, we might need to reposition and say who our real main character is and what their flaw is. So is this Rachel from earlier? Is this gift shop guy? Yes, so we have Rachel discovering the body. Let's say that Rachel is uh, very career-focused. That's all she's bothered about. She's the one that will stop at nothing. And um, all she cares about is work. Very, very woman in a rom-com in the 90s. She doesn't care that a man is dead. She cares that she's got the big story. Yes, she's immediately in with the stories. Yes, She's got the big story. She finds him hit over the head with a souvenir telescope, but Rachel's immediately got her note bag. So a little bit of retconning. So it's her normal world. that She's covering stuff at the airport. She's got the big story. But the complication is that it's an even bigger story than she could ever imagine. Yes. This could make her career. She's first on the scene. Do we know that she's innocent, that we're following her? Um. Have we met any other characters that he was rude to on the way 
that could be suspects? Well, we did meet Trevor from the gift shop, who he was particularly rude to. I suppose if it's a murder mystery and there's only one suspect, the mystery then becomes little suspect. It doesn't have to be a murder mystery. <laughs> okay, so so far we've got two suspects. Oh, you've got the assistant. We've got two suspects. I could happily throw in some more. Let's, let's flesh out the cast of suspects. Okay, later. cool. Um, during the course of the song, we also found out that Logan's team, his advisor, is also with him, and that Logan is doing is being committing a lot of tax evasion. Right, and he's basically putting his advisor into hot water by throwing under the bus. His advisor becoming a bit of a scapegoat. Did we discover maybe he also had, like, some gambling debts? Oh, absolutely. And there may be some, like, uh, shady debt collectors coming along? Yeah, and he's definitely going to... What about uh, a love interest? Yes, Logan. Maybe, maybe there's a girlfriend who was actually secretly messing around with the manager on the side or something. Funny that you mentioned that. He's actually got a girlfriend who's also an underwear model who they do jobs with together. But he, she recently uh, discovered that, that he, she was wearing the underwear of another man, as it were. Yeah. So we've got the underwear model, which is, of course, Sarah. Jocasta? Sarah Jocasta. Okay. Uh, we've got the advisor, <laughs> Philip. That's the advisor's name. Yep. So that's four suspects now. It's a lot of suspects. You've got Sal, the uh, the mobbing force oh, yeah. who's chasing the gambling yep. debts. Could be Sal. Could be Sal the mobster. Maybe one of the people in the crowd is like a, a crazy stalker fan. Susan is in the crowd. Susan works at the airport and Susan is uh, Logan's biggest fan. You, you better note these names down because I apart am. from Sarah Jocasta, I can't remember any of these names. Okay, good. <laughs> we've got we've got Sarah Jocasta, the underwear model girlfriend, Philip the advisor, Sal the mobster, uh, Susan, who is Logan's biggest fan, uh, Trevor the gift shop guy, and Rachel the reporter. That's definitely a complication. Uh, so let's hear what the complication was for the AI. Suddenly, the airport gets quarantined due to a security threat. A non-transparent bag with a dangerous object has been detected at the terminal. Audrey meets an array of diverse airport employees and stranded passengers. They find solace in music, singing to pass the time and express their stories. Nice. It's all a motivated musical ah. there as well. They're doing a, one of the those karaoke musicals where each song that they choose reveals something about the character. Nice. Classic. We're not gonna make it, etc. <laughs> yes. We're now moving on to the third section, which is higher stakes. Higher stakes. We're going to meet a new character here. Okay. The, the chief of police. Uh, the chief of police is going to okay. be called Emma Plimsoll. And she's coming in and mm -hmm. she's going, she, she's like, don't worry, everybody, I'm going to solve this murder. She sings a very sexy uh, number about something about getting her man. She always gets her man, kind of Chicago style number. Plimsoll solves the crime. I put the heel down to the ground because I walk the beat with my feet and I get my guy or girl or other whichever brother did whoever killed the mother is the one of the brother that I did to him yeah Exactly. So she's going through, she's going through all the clues during the song. I forgot how to speak and I remembered how to scat at the end of that. So. <laughs> Amazing. While she's doing this, she finds a small badge which is actually from the gift shop in Logan's pocket. Okay, right. And 
we don't know whether that's something that he Logan has taken when he was stealing all of the things or whether it's fallen in when somebody was near him but it puts trevor as a uh, number one on the suspect list part of the thing of higher stakes is it becomes personal for our main character mm-hmm. rachel right so at the, it has been all about the career and the things like that perhaps in the moment she was so desperate to get the clue that she picked it up because her fingerprints on it and now the police are in, she, rather than Trevor, is the prime suspect. And so the higher stakes for her could be she doesn't just need to solve the crime to get the story, she needs to solve the crime to stay out of prison. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. You've got to have the, the motivation that she really needs to find out what's happening. Absolutely, right? yeah. If it's just the story, she could walk away, right? If things get too dangerous. But mm. if she's going to face jail at the end of her career and things like that, mm-hmm. that's, I think, higher stakes. Unless you want to make the, the stakes higher in a different way. No, that sounds great. So, yeah, so she's needing to get involved because she needs to solve this time. So, yeah, brilliant. And then that's the end of that number. So she's the prime suspect, but because she found the badge, she's pinning it on Trevor. This badge, I'm pinning it on Trevor. Yeah. You may think that forever he'll get away with it. He won't because I'm pinning it on Trevor. This badge and the blame, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. In the next section, I promise I'm not going to sing. I'm going <laughs> to give you a section off. I like it. I'm here for it. I love it. So let's hear what the higher stakes were for the AI. Audrey uses Mm -hmm. her telescope to look for incoming help from outside the quarantined airport. While gazing, she inadvertently stumbles upon a hidden message inscribed on her telescope. It unveils a clue about the identity of a killer who plans to eliminate an intended victim within the airport. Audrey is not having a good day. (laughs) You know, she's been... Locked down in the airport, everyone starts singing. All she wants to do is look at things <laughs> as, a, as an underwear model. And then she finds out that her prize telescope is actually a coded message and somebody is going to die. There's also a quarantine, so everyone in the airport might get sick as well. I mean, <laughs> they're very random higher stakes, but mm-hmm. I guess they are higher stakes. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next section, which is... The Dark Knight of the Soul. The Dark Knight of the Soul. So what goes wrong for our sleuth here? So I think Rachel is going to sing a really sad ballad in this section about how much this article is riding for her and how she's going to get evicted from her house if she's not going to succeed. Pitch for a song title is uh, The Writings on the Wall. Nice. I love it. And it would be one of those sorts of things where she's saying how important working it out is that she would actually be writing on the wall in lipstick in the like the toilet of the bathroom and she's doing kind of like a murder wall to try and work out everyone that's there we've learned that she's still got that a little bit that fatal flaw because it's all about the article and it's all about how she's got to tell this story and she's got to be the person that tells everyone and she's got to be successful i'm waiting for you to sing a bit of it oh god i i i, 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 I promised i wasn't going to sing in this section um, you go ahead i'm like improv um, musical comedy is not my thing unfortunately <laughs> it takes me a really long time to write any of the songs in my set <laughs> Our writings on the wall, they seem like suspects, all of them could have done it, but why and who and where and what? And why is this badge so important? Is she just singing to herself or does she have like a, a sidekick? Is a, 
somebody the PC, um, in the airport become the Watson to her Sherlock. Definitely the chief of police is with her. She's teamed up with the chief of police. So therefore, like, all of this song, she's singing to the chief of police and she's saying, gosh, I just don't know who it could be. And she's then also singing her sob story to Emma. Definitely. There is an easy way to turn this into really the dark night of the soul. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, she sings this song, she's explaining everything to Emma, but at the end of it, Emma says, well, you had the means, you had the motive, you had the opportunity, you are my main suspect, and you're nicked. I'm going to take you... So she's been betrayed by her new friend, she's been taken to prison, it seems that the killer is going to get away, everything is absolutely terrible for her. So maybe this at the end of this song, it's the betrayal. She thought she'd had a, a new friend, but she's actually been digging her own grave. Yeah, great. Which could be the reprise song. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought that you were safe, but you were digging your own grave. You were digging, digging, digging your own, digging your own, dig, digging your own grave. Love it. Uh, okay, let me just change a few things here. <laughs> that was a suggestion to make it a dark night of the soul, but I don't want to write your story for you. I'm just doing the save the cat structure that every Hollywood movie has been. This is a musical. I did suggest earlier on that our main character could be a ghost trying to work <laughs> out his own murder from the sidelines and singing about it, right? You don't have to take my suggestions. It's fine. I think definitely at the end of the song, Emma is starting to suspect rachel yeah right so how do, how does the dark night of the soul end end for you because you wanted it to go somewhere mm-hmm. let's let's hear that i can always cut out all of the, my random digging song and we can just go on to, to what you're doing if you want you have good instincts go yeah. with your instincts rachel it manages to persuade emma that trevor is the is the primary suspect okay how does that make it a dark night for her um Is it one of those things that she has an ally and then the lights go off, bang, Miss Plimsoll is dead on the floor? (gasps) Oh my gosh. She finally had an ally who was going to help her. Yeah. And now her ally is dead. She's the only person in the bathroom with the dead chief of police. Yeah. Or did you have plans for the chief of police? No. And killing her is now (laughs) ruining other plans you had. That's great. Let's go with that. Absolutely. Rachel has to take over. And really has to because now it's not just a threat of jail. It's a threat of her life. Yep. This section of the airport has been locked down oh, yeah, by, the, by the police and things like that. Yeah. That's a pretty dark night of the soul for our main character. So let's see what the dark night of the soul for the AI was. Audrey, paired with the mall cop Jim, makes several attempts to identify and expose the killer's intentions. However, their failure results in escalating anxiety and panic among the passengers and staff. Audrey becomes increasingly desperate fearing for their shared fate. Strange parallels there. We actually have, you know, a, a mall cop for the AI rather than the chief of police. But now we do have this sense that there, there's the, an escalation. that Everybody in the, the airport is panicking. So that makes it a bit, uh, a bit bigger. Maybe that's something that we could bring in in the next section, which is getting it together. Getting it together. She has to set a plan in motion to work out what's happening. 
she's rounded up all of the people in the airport to come together. She's going through basically all of the suspects one by one and in a very kind of I am the very model of a modern murder general type patter song. Right. Going through all of the different uh, possibilities. Is this the classic like Poirot finale scene? You just brought it earlier. No, because so... the, the next bit is the reveal of the killer, isn't it? Which is different. It can be, but you can do these in any order that you want. Oh, okay. Just because you reveal who the killer is now doesn't mean that you can't have an exciting finale that once the identity of the killer has been exposed, you could actually have the killer and Rachel facing off in another dramatic fashion. You have to have the, the reveal of the killer at some point. It doesn't have to be the finale. It can be. We'll still go with the Patterson idea of Rachel going through all of the different suspects. Hold, everybody's holding up different mugshots. We're, we're talking about why, like Sal, Philip, Sarah, Trevor, all these people, why they would have wanted to kill Logan. Is it almost like one of those reveal scenes where each of them is sort of acting out in a spotlight where they were at the time of the, the murder, but it's from their unreliable narrator standpoint? Yes, absolutely. So they all get a little solo and we yeah. all sort of find out a little bit about their motive. Yeah. Trevor said, he was rude to me. But so is everyone. I am just someone who people are rude to. I'm in a gift shop and I've looked a gift horse in the mouth. I wish that I had gone down south with my boyfriend when he asked me. There we go. Exactly. Like Trevor's little song. I love Trevor's little song. What are some of the other excuses of uh, our suspects? The obvious suspect is going. He probably has to rule himself out at this point. Is the like the mob enforcer? Yeah, he seemed like he was too much of the obvious one anyway. Yeah, Sal the mobster. The mobster, such a beautiful Italian surname. <laughs> D apostrophe mobster, the mobster. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's spelt like da Costa, but da Bobster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was at his daughter's christening that day, uh, that time. It's the same day, isn't it? <laughs> okay. It's the same day. <laughs> well, because I guess he was in the airport, so he was a suspect. But it yeah. could have been that at the time when he was killed, it's like, hey, I'm a wise guy. I'm a guy that is wise, but it couldn't have been me. You see, I was caught on the CCTV buying a gift for brandy my daughter convenient that that name rhymes but that's her name brandy the mobster yeah <laughs> he's out we've still got trevor who else is a suspect the advisor the underwear it. model who's maybe the maybe the underwear model was in the toilet with with her new beau and they were filming a sex tape which is geotagged because they were trying to get uh Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton popular. I don't know. Slash trying to get a deal with Calvin Klein. Or yeah, but moving out of underwear models and into uh, morning after pill advertisements. <laughs> yeah. Her song's called Plan B. Nice. In the style of Plan B. We can set up a, a thrilling finale later. Who are you going to pin as the killer? What I was going to do was Rachel was going to pin it on Trevor. So she goes through all of the suspects. Right. Um, and then she finally says that it is Trevor. But using your idea from before, we mm -hmm. suddenly find that then Logan, the ghost of Logan, appears right. with a low baritone voice, <laughs> then reveals that actually the killer is not Trevor at all. 
it is Rachel. It was you. At the uh, the getting it together, Rachel is uh, trying to work out who the killer is only from Logan beyond the grave revealing that it was her. How that sets up for the finale, I'm not sure, but we will get there. Let's see what the uh, getting it together section was for the AI. Audrey decides to use the skills she developed during countless photo shoots to analyze people and circumstances. Meanwhile, a cheerful janitor turns the airport lounge into a makeshift stage for a performance. Audrey sings a symbolic song, subtly influencing the passengers to work together and realize that they are not alone. Oh, bless. Oh, There's bless. a rampant disease and a killer, but a sing-song is what's <laughs> Great. Okay, so we're now going to the final section, which is the finale. Finale. And I hope you have a plan, because i got absolutely I, no ideas. I, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> no, because Rachel gets carted away, uh, she's found as the killer, and everybody has to go back to their regular lives and it's a reprise of the first number but this time instead of them being bothered about trivial things like celebrity they're appreciative of their lives and what's really you're, you're skipping you're skipping ahead oh is this this is the finale no, the final image is the denouement of them looking back a finale is the big showdown Oh, I'm so sorry. A finale so, in my head, in a musical terms, I thought you literally meant fin- the finale, which would be <laughs> the final number. So this is why I said I had no idea for the finale, because that's why I was sort of saying in the getting it together section, you have them making their plans and then it's gone. At the beginning of your big climax of the film, Rachel has been revealed as the killer. Now, are you going to do it was her twin? Are you going to do it was a split personality? Are you going to do actually it wasn't Rachel at all? It was the person that was obsessed with her who disguised herself as Rachel so she could kill she could kill Logan, but because Logan is very superficial and didn't care about people, saw a haircut and that's it. I've got it. So it actually turns out it wasn't Rachel. A voice comes from the back and he says, I can't take it anymore. I have to come clean. And it's Philip, the advisor. And Philip announces that he had to kill Logan, not because of all of the gambling and not because of all of the tax evasion, because that never bothered Philip, because Philip loved Logan. And Philip and Logan had been having an affair all this time. And Logan never wanted... right to let the public know about Philip and Philip was always kept a secret and it just became too much for Philip and he could, didn't want to be kept a secret anymore. Following the bat poop crazy logic that we've gone so far, how did Philip fool Logan's ghost into thinking that Rachel killed him? Because Philip dressed up as Rachel when he did the murder. And how did the pin badge factor into the murder because philip was trying to frame trevor so he put it in there you know so the pc emma would think that it was trevor you should have come down south with me you spoke earlier on that you should have gone south with your boyfriend that was me i became the manager and then fell in love with this person so it was only because you didn't come and move with me that I ended up on this destructive path so I decided to kill him and send you to prison for the rest of your life for dumping me Trevor 
and your love of snow globes, <laughs> but in song. Yes. He's a crazy person. And I think what he does at this point, he takes Trevor hostage and he's going to try and leave the airport. Otherwise, he's actually going to kill Trevor. And for it to be a big proper finale, mm-hmm. for Rachel to overcome her, her thing of getting the ideal story for actually caring about people, how does Rachel stop Trevor's death at the hands of, I want to say Philip, but I don't know if that's right at this point. So many names. <laughs> you need to see the advisory is Philip, yeah. Um, Philip the mobster. <laughs> it's a connection. <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all related to Sal. That's that's the twist. Yeah. They've taken off and she chases them. It's a, it's a good old-fashioned car chase. And she pulls up in the car beside them and she says... Look, I'll I'll make it disappear. I don't care about the article. I'll w- make it so that it's all completely covered up. You won't have to, you know, no one will know. I'll throw all my notes away. And basically, her life's work and her biggest opportunity. She says it doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter as long as you as long as you can give me Trevor. Maybe that happens, and Trevor leaves. Philip speeds away, only for us to see the ghost of Logan take the steering wheel and turn the car into uh, the side of a petrol station and there's a huge explosion where he dies. And at the end, you see (laughs) Logan's ghost and Philip's ghost. And as Logan's ghost rises... And Emma's ghost. Philip's ghost falls. Emma puts handcuffs on him in the afterlife and and sends him to the... uh, uh, the, the chokey of hell. Yes. And and her final song for that is You're Going Down. Nice. You're going down, not to jail, but to hell. <laughs> uh, well, there, that's Love what it. I mean, right? That's a proper big bombastic finale. We've got ghosts. We've got explosions. That's a bombastic finale. Uh, we have afterlife yeah. um, justice being served. We have character growth. We have everything. Let's see if the AI had anything similar. Putting her pieces together, Audrey apprehends the killer amidst a brilliant musical performance, stalling them long enough for authorities to intervene. The suspenseful airport terminal is unveiled as an attractive runway where Audrey uses her courage and wit to expose the killer. The relief is palpaciously felt as the killer is taken away, and passengers are allowed to leave the airport. That's a hell of a musical performance (laughs) to manage to do all that. (laughs) <laughs> she distracts yep. people she gets the audience on side she manages to expose the killer while singing wow uh, both Amazing. both showstoppers in very different ways okay so now you can breathe a sigh of relief because we're coming to the final image final image now go ahead with your final image finale so we have a reprise of the original number it's a bit slower it's a bit calmer this time and this time instead of singing about gossiping about logan and about celebrity culture and about things that are important they're speaking to each other about their lives and they're actually realizing that their jobs at the airport aren't so bad because really what's important is everyone is alive and they're all here and what they should focus on is friendship and family and trevor sells that he's not trapped he's selling people memories for them to treasure he is. in the future 
And Sal is sort of saying, I'm going home to Brandy. I'm the Buster. I'm a DeCosta. And Susan, the stalker, uh, throws out all of her Logan memorabilia and focuses all of her attention on her nine cats that she has. uh, Ends up being a lot happier for it. And in a weird twist of fate, we see that the ghost of Logan is stalking her, even though she can't see him. Yes. And Sal, the mobster, goes on to have many, many children. Exactly. And many grandchildren. And the mobster family grows. Finally, what has Rachel realised at the end of this? Rachel realises that work isn't all that's important and you shouldn't be putting um, success in front of everything else. And she calls her mum for the first time in about six months. And she just has a nice chat with her mum. That she hasn't spoken to in a while because she uh, and then she calls in sick for work and says i'm not going to come in today i've got more important things to do maybe we could have early on that she was on the phone to her mum but she hung up on her because she was too busy with her job yes and now she's actually having absolutely it. very nice yeah do you want to hear what the final image was for the ai yes please audrey humbly gives her final performance to a cheering crowd while security teams escort the subdued killer through the terminal United in their shared ordeal, they bid each other farewell. In the end, Audrey leaves for her next photo shoot, her telescope in tow, ready to explore new constellations and new adventures. The film ends with the airport resuming normal function, and Audrey's last song echoing across the terminal. Finally, we see Audrey stargazing with the words, ready for the next adventure leaving the audience with a lasting impression. Oh, good for Audrey. There's only a um, couple of little bits remaining, which is the title and the tagline for your film. Uh, I will reveal what the AI had as their title and tagline first, mm-hmm. unless you want to venture a guess. I have no idea. I'm going to guess a pun. Okay. It's... Runway Secrets. Runway Secrets. Nice. Which is, is not a pun and, and is two words put next to each other, which... I don't necessarily know if it sort of says murder mystery or musical or or anything. The tagline uh, that they had is... Uncovering truth one note at a time. Which would have been better had the killer left a series of notes, so there was a double meaning, but I mean, it's something, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) You seem to have a pun title uh, for this all, all ready to go. I'm ready to hear it. I, did, I, I hadn't thought about a tagline, but I didn't think about a title. I'd gone for terminated. I like it. Because it's like terminal, but terminated because he died. See? See? That's, Maybe uh, to, to make it a musical thing like that, I, I've got an idea for the tagline. Are you ready? Absolutely. All yeah. killer, no filler. Oh, love it. Brilliant. Terminated. All killer, no filler. There we are. It's a that's, hit. That's the it's movie. You did it. You, hey. you came up with a musical. <laughs> I really do apologise for continually singing at the first musical guest that I've had. Oh, I, uh, I feel... I absolutely love it. Uh, if, I, if only I had any musical talent to play an instrument, I'd, I'd, I'd be well away. Um, but, uh, I think that's we, should, it. we should make Terminated the... Uh, we should need to make Terminated the cast recording, <laughs> obviously. I, I don't often ask this, but if you've got uh, any ideas for... For actors who you would play, Bob Hoskins Ooh. is DeCosta. I mean, obviously he's gone now, but with uh, deep fakes and AI and stuff like that, you can have whoever you want throughout history in a movie these days, can't you? 
Um, I don't know. I, the problem is with this is every all actors' names from my brain's completely gone. I was thinking maybe for like Rachel the Reporter, maybe like Rachel McAdams would be quite good. Um, yeah. And then obviously every like Trevor would have to be like a, a, a northern or Rachel actor. Rachel Brosnan, like Mar- oh, yeah, Marvelous Mrs. The new Lois Lane. That's why I was thinking, because she's just been cast as Lois Lane in the new Superman movie. So I was thinking as a reporter, she's a Rachel. Yeah. If you're doing the deep fake, do you want like one of the Ryans as Logan? Like a Gosling or a Reynolds or a a Philippe? Yeah, it's got to be right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of who would play Trevor. I picture him like a young Northern actor. I, I, I I was just seeing... Matt Lucas from Come Fly With Me as, as Trevor for some reason. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah, with like a really lot, like a, quite a shoulder length wig on. But yeah. Yes, there we go. Oh, nice. yeah, I think that, that's beautifully cast. Um, well, that's fantastic, uh, Emily. So that that's it. You've done your movie. Uh, now is the point if you have socials or things for people to follow, uh, say here and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Emily Cairns Comedy. Uh, where Callum and I are doing a preview of our Edinburgh show at the Bread and Roses on the 24th of July and we're up in Edinburgh for the whole of August. It's uh, a show called One's a Musical Comedian and One Isn't. There we go. You're the musical me- yeah. comedian or is uh, Callum going to be like me and he's going to start singing during during his set? Callum's voice is no match for you. <laughs> you, you, are, you are way, way more musical than Callum. It was a Broadway musical compared to the cat, the voice that Callum has. So, well, um, <laughs> thankfully, he won't be doing any singing; just telling funny jokes. Well, that, that was uh, that was a whole lot of fun, Emily. Thank you very much. If you want to see uh, Emily and me and other comedians like us, uh, come to the Comedy Cat on Saturday evenings, and uh, if not, just uh, listen to us next week. Bye. Bye.